Is everyone comfortable? Does everyone have a drink in their hand? Is everyone sitting comfortably? I'll I'll be preparing my dinner as we go. That's okay. okay. I've been okay. in the car for seven hours. I'm gonna pick up my bike, but I'll be on the phone, so it's all good. Excellent. This is gonna be great. It might just be background noise. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm here with my drink of choice, whiskey, because I make diarrhea work for me. Yeah. No, not that one? Okay, I was yeah. I mean, if you have diarrhea, do you really have to douche? <laughs> I don't know. I'll ask your dad. Ooh. I haven't talked to her in years, so I don't know. Um, hey, you know that thing that's called not an awkward conversation? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, buddy. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Tokyo Closet Ball Podcast. My name is Tatiana, and here with me are three wonderful guests. First up, Mix Tokyo Closet Ball 2021, Mixterious. Welcome to the show, Mixterious. Hi, thanks for having me. You had no choice. <laughs> exactly. I love not having a choice. How is your state of emergency going? It's not because Tokyo is a lie, and so is Prime Minister Suga. May he rest in hell. Special guest number two, sprouting from the ground. It's Lil Sprout. Hey there, hey Lil Sprout. Yo. yo how yo. is your how is your sprouting going in this hot, humid weather that we're having? You know what loves hot, humid weather? Sprouts. <laughs> They're my beans. They're the size of 500 milliliter pet bottles. And finally, <laughs> let me welcome to the stage the Tokyo Closet Ball Muscle Queen and Olympic Diva, Shalita Booty. Hello, Shalita Booty. How are you this evening? Taking all the golds. Taking the golds, taking the silver. You'll take anything if it pays for I'll, I'll fit anything. I think I would do very well in prison. <laughs> and your, your robot colleague seems to agree with you. Hi, robot lady. <laughs> Hi. And the reason we're here tonight is to talk about this instant queer classic, Cruella, inspired by the 101 Dalmatians. Let me ask, what is your history with the character of Cruella in 101 Dalmatians? Mysterious. I guess my history is very basic. Uh, I knew the cartoon movie first because I was a child in the 90s and I had to watch all Disney films. It's like in our contract upon birth. So I watched that movie. That Cruella was pretty neat. But then Glenn Close Cruella, best Cruella, loved that movie, 101 Dalmatians. One of the few live action remakes that honestly I could watch again and again. Loved it. And how about you, Little Sprout? What is your history with Cruella and 101 Dalmatians? Uh, much like the, the preschooler I currently have, I, uh, I watched that movie a lot. And I watched the live action sequel a lot and I watched 
the not live action sequel a lot. Um, or one of the puppies was like, ah, yes, TV show dog. I wish I were like you. <laughs> Shalita Booty, what is your history with the character of Cruella? Um, I was also a 90s kid. But actually, I don't remember watching the movie. Um, living in Colombia was, I think, was a hazy dream. I don't know. Um, we didn't have no Disney. I was poor. But I know about the character. Didn't like it because I didn't like any villains. But I grew up to be just like them. Yeah, I love it. Cruella, she's like the, uh, compared to the other villains, they all have magic powers, super strength. She's just a normal British woman whose power is being a fabulous horrible bitchy woman and I love it I just love that relatability of her and just her power and her way of commanding a room item number one oh my fucking god this movie is two hours and 13 minutes I need a drink we start with Cruella's birth and a voiceover voiceovers are a sign that the movie didn't go very well and they needed voiceover to fix it so that's what we're going with from the very beginning I've always made a statement. This is visualized by being born with black and white hair. This is a departure from the original. She is a rebellious child. When sewing, she doesn't follow the pattern because symbolism. Her mom says, that's cruel. Your name's Estella, not Cruella. Okay, now I know I'm watching a movie for babies. I know what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> Real quick, I, I like I, that. I'm a little hard at that because the one pre-K kid I have is really into Hunter One Dalmatians, and when I'm trying to get get them to eat properly, I tell them, "Hey, don't eat with your elbows on the table. Eat nicely. Don't eat like Cruella." That's yeah, next time story. I invite a date over to my house, I'm gonna spread my legs and tell him, "Eat nicely, not like Cruella." Oh no, I want to be eaten like Cruella. I was about to say, I, I want to be eaten out like a Disney villain, not like, uh-uh, no prince nonsense. Please, don't be like Hook. You're right. We are five minutes into this and we're already getting this dirty. Oh my goodness, I'm so You sorry. know Maleficent would be a good time. You know <laughs> Maleficent would be a good time. Oh. Like the sword and the stone. Nobody's getting access. <laughs> But, like so many people can tug and tug and tug and it's like nope nope i'm good i'm just gonna stay here only the next future ruler of britain can enter this chamber. yep okay does anyone have commentary about item number one <laughs> i already i already commented i guess preschool kids properly. <laughs> it's like oh we're, we're not using a surgical needle we're using a fucking hammer to get this point across but yeah, the thing is here, uh, Estella is a self-proclaimed genius. I'm a genius. I'm a this. I'm a that. It's just the voice telling us that. We're not learning that through character behavior. And I think that's kind of a lazy choice. What do you all think about that? I think this is intended for kids. So I think spelling it out kind of makes it's like yeah okay but also we're the voiceover is from Cruella's perspective it's Cruella's movie so yeah it's lazy 
but also it's her commentary on herself. And of course she would call herself a genius. Like if I, just on YouTube, I watched the original 101 Dalmatians and Cruella's introduction. It was yeah. very quick. It's only two minutes long, yeah. but just through body language and a little bit of dialogue, you just figure out exactly who she is in just two minutes. You don't need this, this voiceover or anything, but they decided to do it this way for this movie. I mean, the same thing happened with the Maleficent live action movie. You had Maleficent's voiceover for that one too. I think it's just the problem of like, Disney doesn't really know how to like tell this kind of story from a perspective that's different from a hero's or a say like princess's view. Estella goes to a private school where she beats up the bullies. She makes friends with a she makes friends with a dog named Buddy, and meeting her childhood friend Anita Darling because name puns are fun. Oh my God, that's a cucumber! Double cucumber. That's my date for tonight. Arr. <laughs> okay, okay, moving on. You missed so, yeah. me. Uh... I approve of your uh, serious face while I was uh, decondiming the cucumbers. <laughs> I just wash them off and hope it's clean enough. And sometimes I eat cucumbers. Hey! You always use protection when shopping during a pandemic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I never buy the like the loose vegetables. I always buy vegetables that are already in the bag. They always seem cleaner. <laughs> I need a bigger knife. Oh, honey, that's what my date said last night. Why? I hope not. Oh my god, we are we are way too too faded for this. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so Estella gets I... kicked out of school because she's too much a genius. But to build a new life in London, Mum needs some money, so they drive to a big old mansion to where the Mum used to work. They play the song Whisper Whisper on the radio. This movie this movie must have had a huge music budget. I checked, there are 35 pop songs in this movie. That's like one song every four minutes. What were some of your favorite songs in the movie? Actually, I really like the ending credit song. That one was a really cool like remake of the like classic Cruella song. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Not gonna lie. But just in general, all of them really were pretty yeah, good. I, I thought the soundtrack was really good. I like they play Whisper Whisper and I was like, oh, it's gonna be one of those movies that's all pop songs, but at least it's Disney, so they'll have a good budget. <laughs> yes, um, something I know about show business is that it's really expensive to buy songs one at a time. But if you buy like a group of songs, like, okay, I'm going to buy a hundred songs. And even if I only use 35, it's cheaper to buy a hundred songs than to buy 35 individual songs. So that's probably what they did. It's like, well, we bought it. We might as well use it. Like we've, we have the 99 puppies. We might as well kill all of them. <laughs> but yeah, my favorite song has got to be Car Wash because... That is my favorite drag queen um, a group production number. It's just such an easy number to get together. You can just wear any tacky thing you want. Just play around with some like washcloths and 
you can just do a silly stupid dance to car wash so that's my favorite song in the movie Estella leaves the park to sneak a peek at the glamour of the party. I felt like I belonged. Foreshadowing. Bum, bum, bottom. The bald butler guy catches her and escorts her out. Later we find out more about his story. Um, and then, dun, 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 three CGI Dalmatians snarl and run after Estella. She runs and bam, the Dalmatians push her mother over the cliff. <laughs> With a dead mother, Cruella is a real Disney princess now. Well, her family necklace that she had from her mother is also lost in the grass. And yeah, and thus Twitter went into a frenzy of holy shit, Disney, you really made the Dalmatians kill off her mom. Are you for real? That was a very either stupid or very clever choice on their on their end. I'm not sure which one it was. Oh. It was a decision that was made and they committed to it. I can give them that. But also, I, I got to admit, the CGI like Dalmatians and the other dogs that appear in the movie were a tiny bit distracting. Not like a lot. I, I will say this uh, for the Dalmatians. Uh, the uncanny valley for it was, I don't think they were lit properly in some of it, so they didn't quite blend. Uh, but I will give them this. They at least were on the ground and never floated into outer space. Right? It's not cats bad. Nothing will ever be cats bad. Anyway, let's try to focus on the happy things. How um, <laughs> cavity Now a Disney princess. Like, Mix, you made that wonderful comment about we don't know how to write women unless they're princesses. Well, let's just give Cruella the Disney princess treatment. And yeah, now Cruella is a Disney princess with a dead mom. Estella makes her way to London alone. And she meets two boys named Jasper and Horace. The dogs, Wink and Buddy, bark at each other. Now the kids were found out by the cops and they run off to the hideout. Estella joins the gang because Jasper wants a little girl around to look innocent while they're doing the thieving. Knowing that her mother's killers are coming for her, she says, I need to dye my hair. But she dyes her hair with her jacket on. I'm like, yeah, no, ruin it. Yeah. Wow. Act one starts. Arburn hair Estella tells us that it is 10 years have passed. That means the year is 1974. And in the 10 years, the children have aged about 20 years, and Jasper is now white. Stella says, we're like a family, a family good at stealing. So basically, they're like drag queens. Yep. 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 I, I have like 20 wigs, but I've only paid for 10 of them. <laughs> My favorite thing about Closet Ball is I'm on the last one to leave the venue. So sometimes things just find their way into my bag. <laughs> So, Estella, using her design skills, helped the group steal. But she wants more than this eventual life because she's a princess. Or maybe Aladdin, I don't know. Yes, the I, I really kind of was like expecting almost like a more song, you know? Like, I want so much more. And it was like, okay. 
we are this close to an I want song. It's like right around the corner. Oh, okay. They didn't take the bait. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. I want puppies and puppies and puppies and puppies and puppies and, puppies and fashion and puppies. Yes. <laughs> uh, Which actually would be actually probably the most accurate Disney song for what little girls want. <laughs> I want a husband and I want, no, I want puppies and a unicorn. <laughs> That's a birthday present from, uh, the lame birthday present. If you're going to forge a document, at least get her better position at the company. Yeah. Like he, he lied and said that she, that she knows Prince William. It's like, oh, if anyone asks, just say it's a polo thing. I, I giggled at that part. Yeah. But yeah, um, I love this um, characterization of Jasper. In, yeah. in the original, Jasper and Horace are basically the same. But here, Jasper is like the emotionally intelligent, like sensitive man. And I kind of like that they gave him that, that, that uh, detail. Yeah, Jasper's pretty cool in this movie. And I really enjoyed all of his acting. He didn't match his child actor, but he was a good actor. And I do appreciate him for give, giving some like heart and soul into the movie. But yes, so Estella uh, uh, yeah, starts working as the cleaning lady and she has ideas for the shot, but the stuffy male boss is to stay within her job description as the cleaning lady. Blah, 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 blah. So she's Cinderella-ing, which is very much, yeah, that's exactly what she's doing. One night when cleaning out late and stealing the man's, I'm assuming Chardonnay, question mark, she redesigns the window to the song, these boots are made for walking, what do you think of yeah. this look is the, the question I was told to be prompted to put. So I have the picture here in the chat and this looks amazing. She used newspaper to like frilly out the dress and she's like laid back and there's graffiti art all over the wall. It's like wow this is this I, is gorgeous. It is wonderful. It's like something Yukito would do. Taylor use that take. Delete the other take. Yeah, the 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 it's very neat and interesting. I like it. I like the the especially that background with the like the way the 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 designs of things like that. That's really cool because it's like reminiscence of sketches for say like fashion, and also kind of feels like a nod to like Disney animation in a way. So I like it. It's pretty cool. Um, I think the only like quote unquote like. Thing that I probably was just be like she falls asleep in there <laughs> I don't know about you but if I was a street urchin child I would have better survivability skills than to fall asleep in the place where I committed a crime <laughs> well that's the thing she's so powerful she just did her big powerful thing and then fell asleep just like people who do that yeah. <laughs> what about the rest of y'all Luis and Oh, fuck you, Grinder! Stop talking to me. I'll fuck you tomorrow. Go away. <laughs> Little Sprout, what do you think about this costume? Oh, I am. I am still needed. I I liked it. Um, I thought it was cool. I thought it was pretty cliche because we've seen this in like other movies. But I, I was also like, I guess she's what do we count she'd be what 20 
I don't know if her and her uh her droobs have been like ah let's uh let's get trashed before because it didn't seem like it because she's like looking at it and then looking and then like should I I don't know what's gonna do I don't know what I'm gonna do if I do it I'm gonna do bad stuff and then chug 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 I think even even as a like well surviving street urchin she was probably like mm, did the thing but let's go work it's tired it's, it's nap time good night <laughs> yeah because she's probably a lightweight at alcohol being such a young person yeah true and she's you're right if she's never had alcohol before maybe it's her first time then yes maybe the chardonnay got to her but yes though estelle waking up in the morning with the crowd outside her window stuffy boss man is about to call the police but bum 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 the baroness is coming yeah um, work. baroness is basically the adult version of cruella i love emma thompson in this role she mm. knew the assignment she understood the assignment so well and you can tell she's having such fun being a villain she doesn't often get a chance to be one and she's just having the time of her life chewing scenery and being evil and god i love this performance of hers like you can i, I want to like watch interviews of her and how much fun she had because she definitely did <laughs> i love it but she's so subtle about it as well i mean you yeah could easily, like what was it um glenn close like that was so over the top but emma here she is just so cold and calculated with like every word she says like means a thing it's like yes you're being so careful and so precise i love that part yeah i emma thompson as the baroness and then emma stone as like cruella oddly enough those two as like lead it worked it probably like it, if you had put it on okay louis you raised your hand no, what is it? i love you oh i was just gonna say that it it gave me actually very much Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. Exactly. One of the many movies yeah. uh, inspired by. I don't know. No, no, you're totally Oh, wrong. that was inspiration? I don't know. I'm not, like, move, um, cultural when it comes to this thing. So I just watch it's like the movies part devil... halfway. No, no, no. You're totally right. It's like part Devil Wears Prada, part uh, Walking Phoenix Joker, part uh, everything. It's like three or four different movies meshed together. I love it. Yeah. Should have been Anne Hathaway. <laughs> I'm more but of an yeah. uh, oh, Please keep going. Where are we? Uh, yeah. We're still on number nine. Uh, if Estella is the princess, this is the wicked stepmother. That is the Baroness. Glamorous, cold, powerful bitch. Surprise. The Baroness doesn't have her arrested even though apparently the, the security still runs after her. But anyway, she tells her henchman to give Estelle her business card because she's hired to be a designer because of the window design. Woo! So she, she gets the card in her mouth and then she runs away. And they be told to be there at 5 a.m. the next morning. Wouldn't that be great if you do good at one thing and then you get a job because of that? Yeah. It's like, oh my God, you are so good at this one thing. We're gonna give you a job. Like that 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 would that would be one movie trope I wish happened in real life. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure that's not how fashion designers poach like talent. 
it could be wrong. I don't know fashion, but I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. But you know. Eh. The next day, it's five o'clock in the morning, Estelle's first day as a designer. The Baroness looks over all of the gowns. Hate it, hate it, you're fired, over and over again. Then Estelle, she gives it a cold glance and takes out a knife. Cut, 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 ouch! You just nicked me there, Baroness. Snatch that hand. Hmm, fabrics. Can you get me this color? Oh, I love that. It's like we were talking earlier about how Cruella was using voiceover to describe who she is. Yeah. This was a great short moment of just Baroness using action to tell us who she is. And I love it. Yeah. Emma Thompson, you did good work. But yes, the whole, that whole scene was Emma Thompson, like- if you're listening, uh, please come to the next Closet Ball. I'll give you a drink ticket. Well. <laughs> but yeah, that whole that whole scene was really good. But it did have only like a small issue to me and that's okay. The the workshop for this, I was kind of surprised at how very toned down it was considering so much of the set was done with so many of the set places were done with such love to the architecture of the 60s and 70s of London and England like the carpet designs and uh, just like the way that they managed to find like the the sets of like how it would look on a street and everything it's obvious that someone did a lot of research and went to a lot of effort for how things look and then we get to the the like fashion design place and it's basically it's fine it works it's fine but like I don't know it kind of didn't hit me as like a place that somebody who say was a huge great fashion designer the 60s and 70s would have that kind of space that feels more like a condo in New York City of like the 2000s to me but it feels very modern yeah it doesn't it's a place out of time a little bit yeah and so like maybe the point was like trying to to visually say like oh look at how amazing and futuristic she is already in the 60s 70s i guess but it kind of felt out of tone from the rest of the sets that were available like during this movie i could tell that somebody i don't know who it is but like the people who did like the set designs the people who found all the the accessories the dresses like everything was like that strange time where there's the fashion transfer between that like old to new and that was a common theme of the fashion throughout the movie like you're the past i'm the future you know going into the the alternate life the alternate like fashion wave that hit in the 70s which is really cool i i like that but yeah, so just that that one aspect of like just where they were making the clothes was felt very. Uh, it's, it worked. It's fine. It's fine. And it's they spent fine. so much time in that environment. They could have spent. They could have made it a little bit more, uh, a little bit more appropriate to the time. Yeah. Right. Like not to compare, but to compare, the Devil's Wears Prada felt exactly how like a New York office would that's dealing with fashion designing. And it felt 
like that's where you would go behind the scenes and be like taking a tour of like what it should be like you know and so I don't know it just uh, uh, yeah I wish that that set piece and that set in particular had kind of like shown a little bit more of that soul just personally yeah totally I understand that yeah so after work Estelle goes to a secondhand shop called second time around and she meets art art is giving me lots of gender queer vibes from them the name was so on the nose i was like really <laughs> then the the lightning bolts in particular and the blonde hair i was like okay i get the bowie vibes i feel the bowie vibes i get what you're going for it's fine <laughs> but the problem is disney's not queer knowledgeable so disney thinks that this is like an homage rather than just like a copy paste so i did like art though strangely like i think that the whole thing with art is like i really liked art i did but art is a stereotype but his actor did a good job i think his actor gave him a good life in the role hmm. yeah baby steps and you know if someone as big as disney is is willing to do this then hey yeah. Maybe 10 years from now, Disney will be, I don't know, giving us a lesbian princess one of these days. Wow. They had a chance. The next day, Estella is delivering lunch to the Baroness, but two stuffy-looking businessmen are talking business at her. Oh, no. What is this poor woman going to do? Oh, honey. Miss Thing reads them both to filth, and she even knows the Swiss bank account that they're both embezzling to. The two men wordlessly leave as the neutered men that they are. Yas, queen, work. Also, Roger is there. He's a lawyer who plays piano, but that doesn't matter. Baroness eats lunch in her car, and then she throws her rubbish out the window because villain. After talking design, Baroness says to Estella, I think that you're something, which is the best compliment you can ever get from a narcissist. Yes, uh, the compliment coming after they had in the car and in the uh, mansion and everything that like they had been working on some clothes uh, sketches and giving each other feedback together. So like, it's also like it strangely works as like a, they both think along the same lines and they both understand each other to a weird degree. They have like this instant understanding. It, they showed them bonding almost instantly um, because um, they were going to show the opposite later on. So I think they were trying to make a contrast, like a very clear division of what their relationship was going to be. But yes, um, and then we get the bump, bump, bada moment of um, the Baroness is seen in the office and she leans down for some reason and then oh, it's Estella's mother's necklace that she lost when her mother died. Family heirloom. It's bada. better than bum, bum, bum. <laughs> little sprout is showing little sprouts, sprouts. I can, <laughs> I can move the sprouts now. Yes, you can. It's very impressive. Boop. I can't move the other one. Right. Boop. Are you doing the Are you doing the pectoral muscle dance? Yeah, I can yeah. do it. You can do it. Oh my gosh! 
I've seen pro wrestlers do it. I've never. Oh my gosh! <laughs> a lot of a lot, lot of different types of push-ups. Wait, 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 Lucas! You can do that with your butt. Yes. <laughs> I don't have that control. And yet. other things. I can I can only move like one glute altogether. <laughs> the funny thing is, I can do the pec dance, but I still can't shimmy. <laughs> oh no! Which I feel like I could relate to the Baroness. Probably she could do the peck dance, but I bet she couldn't shimmy. What was it? It's like someone who worked for me, Mim Mine, tried to shake me down for money, Mim Mine. And Estelle's like, I'm getting that fucking necklace back. <laughs> so now there's a goal to this movie. We've switched from a Disney Princess movie to an Ocean's Eleven heist movie. Yes. Wow. We're going to get There's the always a job. I love it. It's that great. That was the angle. So we got to get the necklace from the ball and stuff goes down like cool spy shit. Um, one of my favorite parts was when uh, Horace pretended to be the rat exterminator. Yeah. And dressed up Wink in the, the doll, the, the rat costume. That was so yeah. cute. That, that whole, that whole thing of like that, just the whole setup for that was like interesting and funny. I was just like, wow. This is this is this is so strange. It's Devil Mare's Prada meets Ocean's Eleven. Meets like, <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, Estella is a distraction. Yes, I love the distraction. So good. I like the Katniss Everdeen moment. Yes, when the dress was burned. Fire. That was so cool. She's like walking. I was in. not expecting that. Uh. Uh-uh. It was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's walking in this like Final Fantasy white wardrobe, and it's like. She goes to a gentleman and says, do you have a light? She takes a match and like, whoosh, burned up and like, hey, I'm wearing a red dress. And why is that important? It's a black and white ball, no color at all. One woman got removed because there was some ink on her handkerchief. And here she is being so bold, like, I'm wearing red, but my hair is black and white. I love it. And somehow You stole it didn't my burn. signature look. <laughs> Gotta, you gotta wear a mask. Mm. Yes, there's some major face blindness in this movie. Oh my god, who is this mysterious woman? It can't possibly be the woman we've been working for, working with for months, right? Yeah. It's Superman rules, it's fine. (laughs) I mean, but the funny thing about Superman rules is that technically, the human face, when you store memories, it does only store from this part up of somebody's face. Um, so, yeah, wearing that kind of mask would absolutely obscure your identity. <laughs> wow, that's why I have so much luck with glory holes. I mean, glory holes do follow CDC guidelines, <laughs> even now, so. Good lord. That's one- that, that, that's that, that's all my feedback okay I work really- <laughs> okay okay that's great it's fine not all jokes land not all jokes land not everything needs to be funny so yes Corella beats the shit out of people with her cane like that, that. Was really cool like that and then crew and the Baroness sit down and talk while Horace and Jasper attempts to get the security down so they can get the necklace and it's a whole thing and then Eventually, it comes to light that, oh no, the necklace is on the Baroness. Shit. Yeah. So, 
then shenanigans ensue with rats on cake and it's oh no run run around run crazy and then a dalmatian eats the necklace <laughs> yeah you're gonna need to go to the vet because that is not gonna pass through very well that long that long chain no yeah and they uh get out because Cruella steals a car and drives crazy because in the movie in the animated movie one of her character traits is that she drives crazy and that's um, i'm allowed to use that word because in the text of the film some guy says crazy woman drivers yeah. but i remember being a child watching that movie and i thought wait and do women not drive well that was my first my first like eight-year-old six-year-old child self learning oh women can't drive i am going to internalize this prejudice (laughs) well yes sexism got a sexism but yes so we get into the deville because cruella deville of course so and then we drive around and then Cruella has the realization that the Baroness is the one that killed her mother because Dog Whistle attacked Dalmatian. The Dog Whistle because I guess she has super hearing too. Eh. I can hear Dog Whistles. I'm one of those few people who can hear them. Same. Uh, yeah, I was wondering how the dog skipped her when she was on the hill uh-huh. and went towards the mother and then there it is. Yeah, so, so they, yeah. I also like to point out that she stole a new car because apparently that particular car was only made from 1974 on. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, Cruella is in the Cruella boat. Jasper asks why she's acting like that after the heist, but Cruella's all like, I'm getting the necklace and my ribbon. She goes to Anita. Oh, by the way, Anita Darling was at the, the party. It doesn't matter. Um, to run a new Darling. story. Let's make white characters black characters because why the fuck not eh. i was honestly unbothered by anita darling being anita darling now after like the being black i i was like okay sure it's fine i guess i just the actress did a good job I think that she played it very well. However, she was given little to no time to say or do much of anything, which was unfortunate. Like, I feel uh, I feel like this movie was giving, was trying to do diversity things, but then the people who were the diversity did not actually have chances to act. So that's just my opinion. They just tried their best. They just dipped their toe into diversity. The yeah. Disney Diversity Board says... Don't worry, we're making a live-action Little Mermaid. Everybody in that movie is okay. <laughs> I was listening to a review by some um, some African American movie reviewers. Only the wigs they used for the black characters were just not realistic. I could believe that it's it, something <clears throat> about. I don't know what it was, but something about sometimes the the way that they were dressing people or the way that the yeah like the wigs and things like that they weren't the best but I feel like part of that issue is also that the budget for this movie was obviously not like as much as most productions that Disney does for this they spent all the money on music yeah I think so but uh, this is a common Hollywood problem though that Hollywood doesn't know black hair 
that's like a very common issue that was brought up before on black twitter uh, about how like for cartoon uh, like for, not cartoon for uh, Nickelodeon shows and the Disney Channel TV shows it's like the black actors themselves having to do their own hair because the makeup and department has no idea how to do it which is real sad like imagine getting a like landing a dream role of working in Disney Channel and then you go in for hair and makeup and they're like we don't know how to do your hair so like can you do it yourself like okay let me just do two jobs. Or, or worse, day. they go in and they say, I know how to do it. And they very much don't know how to yeah. do it, but try right. anyway and mess, mess, make it like damage your hair. Yeah. For Sabrina, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the one on Netflix, the black uh, actress who's the main of the three <laughs> witches that are like Sabrina's <laughs> rivals in the season one. I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name. Uh, she's she's a really great actress and everything, but she had the same problem in season one that like she was basically doing a lot of her own hair care, and that's just like really sad. They should they should definitely improve that in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. So anyway, moving on. Um, they steal the Dalmatians. <laughs> yes, car wash. Let's go to the car wash. Yeah. yeah. So they, they, they just like, they just, they just go to the, where the dogs are getting washed up the groomers and they're like, chase our dog that might be eaten by Dalmatians. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And then they and Buddy was dog. never seen again. <laughs> yes, Artie. Artie's joining. Yes, queer, queer, queer people. Yes. And so uh, Cruella's like extra Cruella now and like super into this revenge and being a bitch and like time taking on aspects of the Baroness that are like like boss, okay we get it boss queen yeah oh this is the three fabulous outfits that I really like I mean we outfit got we one. got good outfits but who knows what happened beyond that Mm-hmm. Outfit number one, the motorcycle jacket with the tight gold pants and face paint that says the future. All right, that's cute enough. That's good enough. But then the second one, Jasper and Horace, they duct tape Baroness into her car. Mm-hmm. And then Cruella just walks on top and throws her skirt over the car and says the past. And says there are people who would pay me money to do this. <laughs> oh, my favorite has to be the dress where uh, she's in the garbage truck yeah. and they release the garbage all over this beautiful red carpet. And then she's just, yes, here I am. And my garbage train. I'm like, yes, queen, work. Fashion is over. Fashion is done. This is beautiful. This is perfect. Yeah, I, I guess they're like just pumping out looks as fast as possible. Which and is, they just treat every day like it's a RuPaul Drag Race challenge. Yeah, I, it. This is one of those. This is though that that montage. That's one of those times though where like I feel as if somebody was behind the editors and telling them you have to have this shot here and you have to have this shot here and how long each shot had to be because it was going on such a really well paced time until we hit these montage things. And then suddenly the, spa- the pacing of things got real strange for a bit. 
The dogs. Like, Somebody let those dogs poop, please. Yes. Now, did you notice some of the scenes, they actually sped up it very quickly because they wanted the scenes to match up with the music they bought. Yeah. So yeah. Full speed or like one and a half speed because they wanted the, the, the visuals and music match up properly. Yeah. So I think also. I feel like there's stuff that was cut a lot, like a lot of stuff that was cut from that. And I would like to see what was cut. Like I really do, because I feel as if there was some kind of interference in the editor's room in that particular area. I feel like the director or Disney or something like we're like, we need trailer shots and that's what they focused on. And that's real important. I think that somebody wasn't allowed to do their job <laughs> like they would normally do because of interference. The Baroness is going to have a big old fashion show and she needs yep. lots of items. And the design that Estella de delivers is this beautiful beaded gown. And when these beads arrive, they're delivered by Horace. <gasps> oh my God, what does that mean? So there's a lot of camera attention paid to this dress. What could it mean? It means Look that every one of those beads was inside somebody's anus at one point. <laughs> nice you're welcome it's it's because this, uh, that's the sick that's the look that's the signature look mm. and the baroness is like oh yay i done it again and so yeah yes, i like the way you said that because baroness is like i've done it again but in the text of the film does she ever design anything? No. All the designs are done by other people and she's taking the credits. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Mm. But like, that's very true to fashion though. Isn't like, it? From what I understand, a lot of that is kind of accurate to real life that most people who are in charge of the actual lines of the fashion things don't actually do a most of the sewing but then also they don't design many of their looks and also by the way uh, this one was like you need 10 looks for the signature collection I was like 10 that's it like usually for a lineup it's way more it is not 10 it is that is a very low we're number. following America's next top model rules yeah yeah. Uh, so also, I like this point. We did get to see Art and his seamstresses working on some of the looks. Gorilla yeah. asked him, and uh, they were working with a certain material that was made to look like Dalmatian spots. Oh, honey, listen, I'm about that. so. There's there's some foreshadowing pretty early on. So yeah, that's a big deviation from character we're gonna get into. Um, we finished yeah. 21. And then, yeah. Oh, so I really love this part here where Baroness is like, Baroness is having lunch with Estella. Mm -hmm. These two could be friends. These could be two women, two smart women being friends. But this, this, this uh, hit me pretty well. She made it a game of her or me and I choose me. Mm -hmm. So basically, only one woman can be great. If another woman has to be great, oh, we have to kill her, and I can be great by myself. Yeah. 
like do you have the killer instinct and it's just like okay movie I get what you're going for and like god bless again Emma Thompson so good as villain I want Emma Thompson to be more villainous now like I just I want her to have a good time but like at the same time it is also just like really hammering in like only one may stand kind of deal it's like okay I guess it's it's just a lot a lot let's hope our children don't internalize this message and just internalize the fabulosity right and then but wait 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 the important bit is jasper and horace are purposefully caught breaking in yeah so that baroness puts all of the outfits in a safe yeah especially this beaded outfit that's getting so much attention oh my god what could it be oh Mm -hmm. right and so they put all of the looks into a safe in a big old safe so they'll be safe and then yeah then they we go to the apartment and uh, the people with the Dalmatians who are now no longer aggressive they're actually like proper dogs and they like everybody and being cute and whatever and then Jasper is all like hey I miss Estella I miss having my friend and Corella's like Corella gets things done and Jasper's just like no (laughs) you don't need to be this mean you can be nice it's fine and like okay okay i i jasper is best boy i like jasper a lot however i also do think it's kind of like uh, it's kind of one of those things where it's like the dude is telling the woman how she should be kind of things in a movie where the women are fighting over the right to have power. God, God, Ellie, you got so assertive with what you want. Stop being such a bitch. And remember when they were children, uh, Jasper said, we need a girl to look innocent while we're doing the thieving. Right. God, Ella, why can't you just be cute? Mm-hmm. They right. wanted a girl who was passive, but when a girl becomes active, that's when he's got stuff to talk about. But yeah, you know, girls are supposed to be seen, not heard. Costella. Yeah. Just give your voice to a sea witch, just like a good princess. <laughs> we can talk about the Little Mermaid for hours. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> the, the um. At night of the show, the big old fashion show that's everything's been leading up to. Um, and we get some foreshadowing with Butler Man, who plays Butler Man in a lot of movies. He's Butler Man in a lot of movies. Hey, I know he has a name. That guy. At night of the fashion show, they open the safe. There's moths everywhere. They ate all of the, the clothes and the dresses. Oh, no. It turns out the beads on the dress were cocoons from moths that come from South America. And yeah, so I, as soon as I saw the South America, like, oh, no amount of temperature control whatsoever. Yeah. It's a fantasy movie. It's fine. Yep, it's a fantasy that women can be in power and fashion and control <laughs> most of London. You got it. I said it. 
<laughs> we just went there, little sprout. We just <laughs> just just went went right into the heart of it. Look, okay, I'm a sprout. Scary. My roots run now deep. We're serious now. My goodness. Wow. <laughs> So talking, it's like it's a complete change off track. Uh, let's talk about the fact that her hair looks like Devo. Yes, there's a photo in this agenda where her her hair it looks just like a Devo Devo uh, hat. Moving on, people leave the show because of the mods that are screaming for no damn reason. Because it's mods, it's not bees, but they leave anyway. Oh, the mods! <laughs> oh my god, mods! So they run outside and then we hear Art singing Wanna Be a Dog and Corella is out there in her her dancing runway show with lights that make it very hard to see the looks at all, but okay. <laughs> and then Corella is wearing a Dalmatian print coat. And Which we saw them making. <laughs> yeah. And then Baroness is like, this bitch killed my dogs and <laughs> looks very pissed about it. And yeah, so everyone's like, holy shit, she killed the <gasps> she, dog. She's eviler than I am. She killed my dogs. Yep. I must have her for my collection. <laughs> Put the lotion on it again. <laughs> Baroness is like, oh, a coat made of dogs. There's only one way to top that. <laughs> That's a spoiler. We haven't gotten there yet. Oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> there is only one way to top that. <laughs> yeah, one way to top it. Don't call Shalita booty. Nope. Remember, uh, ornaments. <laughs> and then, uh, so it's a it's a fake. It turns out she's like, she wouldn't kill dogs. So after getting a takeout from an Indian She plate, did not break the asexual rule. She did not fuck the puppies. <laughs> you know what would be a good topic? Talk about the fact that this fashion show fell down and there was a cool rock show. It was uh, it was something. And oh no, uh, after Cruella returns home, the Baroness is already there waiting. She turns around in her swivel chair. The goons... <laughs> Tie, the goons tires her up and sets the place on fire. Uh, goons tire up, set set the uh, set their home on fire. Uh, the condemned building they were living in. Uh, Jasper and Horace are going to Capital J Jail. All is lost. We all think she's dead. But wait, call now and you'll find out she wakes up in the house of the bald butler we met earlier. He tells her the truth. Cruella is Bob Bob, the daughter of the Baroness. What? Uh, I the was fuck? so surprised that I that I shit my pants. I'm sorry. That must have been very uncomfortable for you. <laughs> so, so Cruella yeah. talks about the memory of her adopted mother at the water fountain. It is a beautiful monologue. Let us discuss. Yes, this is a beautiful monologue. <laughs> if you just YouTube this monologue, it, it, it was beautiful and sad and well done. It made me cry. I love it. Mm. Very yeah. much like, I, I want to be good. I want to be this. It's like, oh, beautiful. 
it was it was a good it was a good reel that Emma Stone can use for literally anything ever again. Very good, very good emotive emotive face. Very nice. There, there are two two points Disney wanted to get nominated for an Academy Award for in this movie. Yeah, best actor, lead actress, and best set design. Yeah, best costume. set design. Costume, maybe costumes as well. Yeah. Yeah, maybe costumes. But yes, um. It is a it is a move. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Like I was like, oh, you're right. Like I I had seen the memes that were running around about things, and I didn't quite get it until that revelation. I was like, oh, oh, okay, I get it. Okay, I, I like, saw nothing. <laughs> I'm free. I I live on the internet. Um, it's I, we won't talk about where I live. <laughs> but like the, the child. Whole- it's in a hamburger somewhere. Oh, and poor Butler man, his his apartment is taken over by, <laughs> by fashion designers. This poor, like the only nice man in the entire, yeah. the only like good father figure in this movie is like, hey, let me be a father figure and give you my couch to sleep on. He's yeah. like, oh, wonderful. Now my three gay boyfriends are living with me as well. I like how your notes say the team gets ready to the soundtrack of more expensive licensed music. <laughs> because you just put some more music in. We paid for the music. Fucking put the music in. So I love this bit right here. Jasper and Horace. No, fucking hell. Jasper and Cruella have a romantic moment on the um, balcony. Because it's like, oh, like, why can't I have this romantic relationship with my henchmen? who is very sensitive and lovely. Like, I kind of I like that. I kind of, what do you think? Do you think these two make a good couple? I didn't read it as romantic. I read it as friendship. I, I read this entire thing as, oh, finally, an ace character that is canonically known for wanting to make a puppy coat. Super. I love Wait, it. Which one is the ace, Corella or, or, or Jasper? I don't crawl to age. Hey. She only has two motivations in her life. Fashion and puppies. That makes sense. She's been living with two men for ten years. And she didn't fuck either of them. How do you know? I don't. You don't. Head she cat. doesn't kiss anyone in this movie. There's no, oh, let's get together romantic sissy scene. Yeah, I was going to say there's no children. Oh, let's get married. Even children movies are (sighs) your your end goal is you get a guy, you get married, presumably you fuck. The sequel has your children in it. (laughs) Yeah, I I think. Yes, and puppies. (laughs) I think personally, it's just it's the theme of the movie was the, the one of the many themes of the movie family. So I think it was like an acknowledgement, like, I love you, family. Also, the DeVille thing comes back because Horace is like, do you know the name of this car? It's the devil. And Jasper's like, it's the DeVille, bruh. And then Carilla's like, I like that. And I was like, Disney, it can have subtlety. It's fine. You cannot say it. <laughs> like I said, is this a movie for children? Is yeah. this a movie for adults? It's rated PG-13. I mean... A biological mother is trying to kill her child. That has never happened in Disney before. We watched Land Before Time and we watch a mother get viscerally eaten by a T-Rex. Like people have seen Watership Down. 
Um, yeah, it's rated for everyone. Yep. E for everybody, safe for elementary school. Uh, <laughs> but that didn't stop teachers at my school district yeah. from trying at some point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she. it would have also been interesting for her to just like drive up in the stolen car at some point at the next ball and then be like, hey, yes, ma'am, or, or the Baroness oh. is asking for your name and she could be like, Cruella. Devil. <laughs> right. Okay, moving it's on. It's the Baroness's party. Yeah. We see a lady with black and white hair show up and she gets tackled. Oh, it's not Cruella. But another one shows up. She gets tackled. Wait, why is everyone wearing black and white hair and costumes? Well, Cruella sent all those costumes to all the party guests. So yep. she can blend in like Spartacus. Yes, great idea. Yes. I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. So, yes. Um, I am Spartacus. <laughs> for the delay. But, yes. Spoken my ass. So, yes. So, um, the thing is, is like the Baroness pretty much figures that Cruella is still like around and alive. And then she comes out and she sees all the black and white people in the dark costumes. And she's like, to Cruella, meh, meh, eating scenery as a villain, meh, meh, meh. And, uh, <laughs> and it's, it's a very big moment. And like, I was just like, I, this is kind of cool, like, I don't know. But like um, one thing though, the only like small thing is like all the wigs are like exactly the same, but the dresses aren't and it bothered me and I don't know why. I was just like, can you not just make different wigs? I could make different wigs. I have watched YouTube tutorials. You could make different wigs, Disney. So anyway, movie, uh, spy movie stuff happens. There's a lot of like, oh, this person's doing this job, this person's doing this job, this person's doing this job. So it's like everyone's getting into action for a, like the climactic plan. So it's interesting. Then, but then Cruella changes into the Stella wig and blows, oh wait, she changes in the restroom from her dress of Cruella into back to Estella with like a big long skirt um and you're kind of like sure is so important yeah. what's gonna mean i don't know i was very confused i was like why'd you get all dressed up to look so good and then go down to the estella look what's going on and then i, I would yeah. like to interrupt this important with an important message my ice cream bar has testicles <laughs> okay everyone stop art stop podcast podcasts are over we are not the best podcast ever because yeah. the ice cream has testicles. Well, what would you do it for a testicle ice cream bar? <laughs> Still homeless There's man. A ice cream testicle bar. Ice cream testicle bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great name for a drag bar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a little sprout has reached their final form. Ice cream testicle bar. Uh-huh. And then on Fridays, we'll have shaved ice with Taurus. And I have to have hamburgers for the hot menu. Of course. You draw, you draw with the ketchup. Here it is. Yeah. And it has to be like Georgia O'Keeffe style where the hamburger bun is kind of like blip, 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 blip. It, it, 
It kind of looks like this. So as yeah. Stella steals the Dalmatian whistle, Stella manages to kind of sort of like distract, I forget how she did it. She like pinned with a pin or something, like stabbed the Baroness and grabbed the dog whistle while she wasn't looking, changed, and then goes outside and the Baroness like tries to attack her with her dogs and it doesn't work because um, the dog like um, she's Estella been with the dogs so long that now the dogs are loyal to her. Yeah, she gained their loyalty through, I don't know, existing around them. Yeah, it wasn't. I was like, okay, I guess. Oh, it's more like they born to bond with Jasper and especially Horace because Horace is all about the dogs. Horace loves dogs, and it was kind of weird. I was like, oh, okay, they just stopped for. Uh, and the dogs okay. love football. They were all buddies. Yes, they were all buddies. However, they except like, for Buddy. Yeah, where Buddy is gone again. Anyway, Buddy's so we get after. I, I, it makes going. So uh, yeah, so Baroness is all like, "Hi, daughter of mine," and explains why you're so brilliant. You're mine, ma'amina. And Estelle is like, "Seriously?" <laughs> and then she's like, "Can I hug you?" And she's like, "Sure." And then she goes, you're not going to throw me off the cliff, are you? And then the Baroness is like, of course I am, you idiot, and then does it. However, the Baroness didn't realize that uh, Butler Dude, Jasper, Horace, and Art have all put the guests onto the balcony because they were all told that the Baroness would like for you to see something while you're out on the balcony. And so they all get a front view of, well, basically murder. Basically. As far as they're concerned, it was a murder. And so the Baroness is finally arrested. And we're all like, oh no, voiceover's back. I mean, oh no, Estelle's dead. Wait, wait, wait. It's even stupider than that. Let me explain. Uh-huh. Estella dies, but Estella, in her will, left all of her earnings to her friend Corella. So because her mother, Baroness, goes to jail, the money goes to Estella, and because Estella is dead, Estella's will goes to Cruella, and that's why Cruella has inherited uh, Baroness's property. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. No one's ever gonna... There's nothing wrong with that. Yep. So, also, parachute skirt. <laughs> That's how she survives. There is the skirt is a parachute. And the CGI water, I was like, oh, you're just standing on a thing. You're just standing. Okay. <laughs> I think they ran out of budget by that point. There's like water, sure. <laughs> water is very hard to animate, I understand. Yeah. And then, yeah, so Baroness finally goes to jail. Cruella's Cruella full time. And then it she takes off hell something hole and then takes off the letters to make it hell hall and then yeah everyone's living happily ever after in the mansion one of the dalmatians has gained a little weight so puppies oh yeah it was a female yeah one of them was a girl oh lordy i think that like if they would given it to like, yeah, Roger and Anita. I kind of expected more puppies to end up at other people's places. Like, Art getting a puppy, you know. So then 
oh, there you go. They're all where all the Dalmatians eventually 100 of them come from. There are all these different puppies that originally come from Cruella. But yeah. Um, so then credit roll twice. Roll. So they roll first the original song and then again the more credits afterwards. And then yeah. Um, uh, okay. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Cruella, Cruella 2 is scheduled to happen. So in a year from now, the four of us are going to talk about Cruella 2. Sure. Um, Lucas, you're muted. Sorry, Louis, Louise. Yeah. You're muted. It is Lucas. Oh, okay. Stupid, stupid Zoom. Yes, I promise I will watch it. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. No, no pressure. Please, 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 please say anything you want to say. There's no pressure. What did what, <laughs> you think about the movie? As much as you watched. I liked it so far. I thought it was, I, I don't what, read very deeply into Disney movies, to be honest, mm-hmm. mostly because I don't know the backgrounds. I didn't really grow up watching these. So like all the references that you guys mentioned, I don't know them. I don't read into it. Yeah. Um, for what it was and what I watched and like the shallow version of it i liked it it was entertaining while i was cooking (laughs) yeah i'm of i'm i'm of the opinion of like i was surprised at how i i watched it and i was like i could definitely see this being like some between the age of say eight to 13 year oldish area kid really loving this movie and watching it over and over again if for no other reason than for the fashion aspect of it because like, I think this movie has gotten a really bad rap for the whole dogs killed my mother part. Like that. <laughs> but then, like, but like, otherwise, I think people might look back on the film and be like, yeah, it was fine. And in the grand scheme of Disney live action movies, not even close to the worst, not even close to the worst. It actually had people who understood the assignment. They understood what this movie was. You know, Emma Stone wasn't playing it like she knew what she was doing. And Emma Thompson, the villain lady, she knew what it was about and she was having a ball. And like everyone who was on the set seemed to be enjoying themselves. Like if for no other reason, like I have to give props to like the actors and like all the people involved in it. They all seem to have put passion, energy and effort into something that probably didn't really deserve it this much, but here we are. So I think on paper, especially if you're reading the script for this movie, like, I don't know how it got approved because wow, but seeing it in the hands of people who did a good job, I actually liked it. I would not recommend this to maybe like a lot of people though, like, especially because I think we're all outside of the age group. I think it's intended for really, but it was not bad. I think that like as a movie that I yo-hoed instead of paying for it was good. I, I'm maybe somewhere down the line, I might be like, "Was that a fever dream?" I'll rewatch it, but like, <laughs> we'll see. That's a great, great, great take. Yes, I love that. How about you, Lil Sprout? What did you think of that movie? I, I liked it. It kept my attention. Um, so, like, I I can at least remember what happened, like during it and certain scenes and stuff. So it was very visually appealing. Um, Running time wise, it did start 
to lose me after about hour, the second hour or like 90 minutes in, I think. So I was like, yeah, movie is good. This is a good movie. I'm enjoying it. Oh no, the antibiotics are kicking in. <laughs> oh God, I'm ready for bed. What, how much longer is this movie? Yeah. Oh golly, it I'm enjoying it, but this is too much cake to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Please tell me one or three of your favorite outfits in this movie. There are many beautiful outfits. Please tell me your favorite outfits in this movie, starting with Mysterious. Oh, that's hard, actually. There were so many good ones. I'll start first, and you all can finish after. So I have three favorite outfits. I'd, outfit number three was Anita's uh, office outfit. It was a very clean cut, very like office-y, clean business lady outfit. I love that Anita journalist outfit. Outfit number two was art. Art and their initial outfit. I really love that. That very beautiful David Bowie-esque kind of outfit. And my favorite outfit number one was Grella's garbage outfit. That was beautiful me all right so uh one of you three please tell me what were one of your favorite outfits of the movie i think i still gotta hand it to the katniss everdeen moment of like girl on fire and then becoming the red and the black and the white that dress is really really nice i really like that and this the i don't know it went really well with like the makeup and the hair and everything it was very music video-esque in a way. Like, I really liked that. Um, I think actually... Say what? Because it can't happen in reality. Yes. Yeah, that's that. I think I can only think of, like, the second one possibly for me is actually the Cruella de Vil dress that, like, was they were wearing in the spy movie area where they were, like, going through the, the area. I really liked how the over-the-shoulder like cape kind of look to that and there was the chain in the back and a corset type oh, like, that was really cool I really like that so uh, that was something I was like oh I if I could have fabric I would make something like that for myself at some point down the road it was really cool so love that and I guess third one hmm, actually it didn't make a very big appearance but when the Baroness was in her room and she changed into this she had this like golden crescent moon kind of look to her with a black mm. dress. And she's like, how do I look? And I was like, you look freaking amazing. I love that. <laughs> like, I really actually liked that dress a lot. And I was really sad. It was like a brief moment and then it was never seen again. And it just made me sad. I was like, wait, no, come back. So those are my three, I think. I love it. Thank you. 15% battery, I'm fine. Lil Sprout, what were your favorite outfits? I really liked the like punk rock Dalmatian one, actually. I thought that was really cool. And I liked I liked uh, Child Jasper. Jasper's outfit. It's, it's very nice. Coat. 
-hmm. And I, I think, I'm trying to think what other outfits I liked. Um, the way she really coordinated that discarded banana peel with her uh, <laughs> work uniform. Oh, oh, the banana peel on her cheek. The yeah. boss said, um, the banana on your cheek. And she fucking poked it off and ate it. I'm like, oh, fucking yeah. hell. But I don't care if you get fired. I love it. I also, yeah, I did like a lot of the Baroness's outfits as well. I'll agree there. Because I was like, yeah, I don't, you didn't design it, but whoever did, good job. Yeah. Lucas, what were your favorite outfits in the movie? Yes, yes. Um anything with leather. The Actually black? Yeah, like the checker patterned one with the puffy, puffy shoulders. <laughs> um I liked the the montage they did when they were stealing in the buses. And all like the different outfits she was designing, and how she was explaining that this was her passion, and she designed all of this, and that's one of the reasons she did it. Um, and then the red outfit, of course. Yeah. Okay. So the burned, but somehow didn't burn the hair. I'm still mesmerized by that. That's really cool. Yeah. <sighs> it didn't burn the hair because she's not wearing a uh, 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 hairspray. Huh. It's all natural. Because she died it. I, I think it was just because of what she used. I think she just used isopropyl alcohol and water. And then she could have just used water on her hair to protect it from flames. I'm not saying that's how you do it, but that's how you do it. <laughs> I do have alcohol. Come on, somewhere. science. Let's get scientific. Oh, cool. Thanks, YouTube shorts. I've learned more science than I ever needed to. Yeah. All right, it's 10.30 and I'm yeah. going to bed. Yes. Thank you everyone for coming to our podcast. How can we follow you on social media? Mysterious. <laughs> okay, you can follow me at mix underscore serious underscore drag on Instagram. Uh, MX underscore T-E-R-I-O-U-S underscore D-R-A-G. Um, and you can also occasionally find me on the Tokyo Closet Ball and the Kings of Tokyo pages where I perform whenever they so want me to be performing. Um, I'm actually performing at the next Casket of Horrors on July 31st. Um, this is a special one-time performance thing, so that's not going to be probably a, a common thing, but I'll be there. Yay. So you can follow me there wonderful hello Lil sprout how can we follow you on social media i don't exist on social media i i do not exist out of this podcast <laughs> you're you're just a sprout in the podcast you're just a little seed in the ground i'm just i'm just a little sprout trying to survive japan's summer yeah i love it you know what you gotta look out for you um, Luis, how can we follow you on social media? Yes, um, you can follow my personal page and weight um, exercise fitness page at Illimitable Lucas. That's I L L I M I T A B L E underscore L U C A S, or my drag page at Chilita Booty. Because you got the booty. Yes. 
Booty family Lots props. Lots of men have had that booty. Not that many. Ah! <laughs> okay. be open to the public. Tatiana, how do we follow you? Uh, you can follow me in the back alley to get my booty. Hey. No, I know where that's been. No, no. Mm. You want Corona? That's how you get Corona. That's how you get you Corona. Can't, you can't get Corona by anal. It's fine. Wear a face mask and wear a condom. It's fine. So if you want more of this content, you can find Tokyo Closet Ball online on Facebook, Twitter, and wherever else Tatiana so decides to put up things. Instagram, I believe. Yeah, there we go. And yeah, this is called Tokyo Closet Ball. Tokyo, like the city of Tokyo. Closet, like out of the closet. And ball, as in ah, balls in my mouth. That's how you get Corona. So, how are you going? We've had a tough couple of years, but we are our community. And because of our patience and our consideration and our love for each other, we have become a strong, beautiful community together. And that is why we're together, together, together with each other. Yes. Can you say together? What? Okay. Well, Thank you, Mysterious, and thank you, Lil Sprout. Thank you, Shalita Booty. Yeah. Make sure to tune in to Casket of Horrors, July 31st. You can find that on YouTube, and you can get a ticket on Facebook and Instagram, yep. Casket of Horrors. And as for the next Tokyo Closet Ball, fucking hell, just wait till my mental health gets better, and I'll tell you. Yep. Item 36. Fucking hell, we're all done. Bye. Everybody say bye. 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 Black Lives Matter. Vote in your elections. And what's my third thing? I don't fucking know. Um, Live your life with pride. Live your life with pride. Don't fuck the puppies. Who's pride? Ah! Fuck steak sprout. So you're driving journalists to and from places? Yes, around Tokyo. But it's it's annoying because it's not a set schedule. So it could be like, okay, please be here at 8 a.m. to drive us to this place. Ugh. And then you're kind of just waiting around. That's the bad kind of versatile. Matt. Yeah, that's why I'm not no versatile. I ain't switching positions for nobody. <laughs> she likes the front of the car and the back. Hey. The front is just for decoration. <laughs> yes, yes. It's just um, like a Christmas tree ornament. Well, they are. They hang low, too. Mm-hmm.